Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coach Kevin Furtado. Hey, if you want to know who are the best high school basketball coaches and leaders in our country are, you need to stay tuned and listen to the Championship Vision Podcast. We have some of the most renowned and best high school basketball coaches and PE teachers from around the country. Coaches you might not have heard of, but have amazing ideas. And I firmly believe every coach in America has genius within them. It's not all about the state championships. It's about the impact you have on your kids and your community. So stay tuned to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coaches, how are you? I'm Coach Kevin Furtado of the Championship Vision Podcast. Welcome to episode 238. Today's podcast is about building a championship vision culture. I know many of you are will be starting new schools coming the upcoming season and so forth. And uh, hopefully I can provide you some information on starting a program and building a championship vision culture. Uh, also, uh, I'm going to kind of show you a little bit about what I've done here at Lake Oconee Academy and what I am going to do at uh, Walnut Grove High School in Loganville, Georgia. So I'll be starting a new position. So uh, this will be good for many of you who are going to be starting new positions or, or for those who already have the opportunity already at a school right now and want to kind of improve your culture, make sure that the attitude's better, the work ethic's better. Hopefully I can provide you some insights into improving your program. Um, <clears throat> first of all, uh, you got to make sure, as you can see on the screen here, and this will also be uh, on a Zoomcast that I'll have on my website. So if you'd like to see it, just contact me at furtadok 57 at gmail.com. I'll be glad to send it to you. Um, you got to make sure that you brand your program. Well, what we have is uh, what we call roll the boat culture. So as you can see, uh, we have logos that we have on everything, our clothes, our practice gear, everything. And I'm going to talk here in a second about defining what our culture here is. Okay, the next slide here. Um, little little bio here for you. Um, I've been coaching in my 30th year of coaching and coaching a long time. And uh, I think my experiences will be very beneficial for you. I've coached at many different schools, small, private, big, public, 
medium-sized public school. Actually, the school I'm at right now is a single-A public school um, in uh, Greensboro, Georgia. I'll be headed to Walnut Grove High School, uh, 5A school in Loganville, Georgia. So there's a big difference there. So uh, my approach is basically the same, but it's going to be a lot different. Uh, here I have K through 12. Uh, I have access. I'm a K-5 PE teacher, whereas when I go over there, um, I'm going to have, I'm going to be in the high school. Uh, I'll have to go outside and really um, uh, go to the elementary schools, build relationships, meet all the kids, meet all the teachers. It's going to be a lot different. Now, the numbers will be higher, so that's going to be the different, but it's going to be uh, just one, a little bit of a change, and that is I work every day with the K-5. We won't be doing that out there. Um, so I just want to tell you that I have a, a kind of a, a variety of experiences that I think that will help you along the way. So if you work in different environments, that'll prepare you. Um, few achievements this past year, our girls basketball team was 28 and one. Uh, we finished the uh, rankings at number five in the state. Um, we lost to a, a really good, good team at the end um, in the elite eight on the road. So, but we give them all the credit in the world. Um, our culture uh, still remains intact even though that uh, I'll be leaving the school, the kids have been ingrained into our world of boat cultural, culture, and uh, they're gonna do a great job with the next head coach coming in. Um, we won the region championship, 8A championship. It was a tough game over Commerce High School. And uh, we're so proud of that, the first region championship in school history. Uh, now what I'm gonna get into is, um, what, I, what we're gonna call the lawyer, lawyer, lady warrior culture. And I think by going in, everybody goes, what's culture? Um, culture to us is what you do every day. So uh, I define it as when I go watch a team play, um, you know, it's not just about their offense, defense. I mean, that's pretty easy to pick out. Um, what it basically is, is what are the little intangible things that the team is doing um, consistently? And if I go to watch a team, um, are they sprinting off the court? Are they running over to the court uh, off, um, you know, maybe during a timeout or something and looking the coach in the eyes? Is everybody clapping for their teammates? Are they showing what we call Mudita, cheering on, enjoying the success of their teammates? Uh, or are they pouting on the side or, or not showing good body language? Those are the things that define culture. And those are the things you have to work on. So if you don't emphasize those things in your program, it won't happen during the game. Uh, I feel like culture is built from the, from the top down. So if the head coach is not emphasizing and, and behaving in those proper standards, then the, the players aren't. Um, I'm going to describe our mission statement. Our girls basketball players play with class, win with class, and lose with class. We present the community of Walnut Grove High School with class, dignity, and grace. In addition, we want our players to IOC, impact our community, by doing good for others in the community. So we want our players going out in the community, uh, not only that, representing, representing our program throughout the school in the classroom and so forth with class dignity. So uh, we really emphasize that. And if a kid's not doing that, uh, we definitely uh, call her on it and make sure that she is representing um, her team or community and her family in first class standards. All right, row the boat. Um, we really believe in this culture. And it's something that when you go into a new school, you have to really reteach it 
uh, people aren't just going to come in and just automatically respect what you're saying. You have to show them why this is important and why this will carry out, carry them throughout life. And they'll help us be more productive as basketball players and students. Uh, we want to create an elite culture where we have energy, sacrifice, and direction. So the or that we, the or represents energy. So you got to come to practice. Coaches, you, got, you better come to practice. Players, you better come to practice with tremendous amounts of energy. Um, you can't show up one day and then the next two days you're, you know, you're tired and so forth. You better come ready to go mentally and physically. And then sacrifices are boat. So your boat, if you go out in the ocean or go out to the river or whatever, and your boat has holes in it, you're going to sink. All right. So the same thing that we talk about a lot, our boat better be solid. Um, and our players uh, better have the ability to um, withstand a lot of adversity, a lot of negativity and so forth. And you got to sacrifice and serve your teammates. Um, and then lastly is the compass. So we've got to have a direction. So I always want my team to have goals and a sense of um, identity and sense of where we're going. So those are the three areas that describe our road to vote culture. Now the next page, what this is gonna show you is um, kind of our five, our five definitions. And we already talked about the orb, we talked about the boat, we talked about the compass. We also add in uh, communication and coachable spirit. The reason why we do that is each day in practice, each day in practice or games, we have kind of a, uh, a theme for the day. Our Monday is energy, bring the juice day. Tuesday is sacrifice day. Wednesday is direction day. Thursday is communication day and Friday is coachable spirit day. And what we do is we have different topics within those, but that helps teach our, our philosophy and our culture. So just don't throw out a bunch of things to the players. You got to emphasize it and fight for it every single day. So <clears throat> every day in practice, we have a leadership academy where we teach those particular concepts. All right. This is our, this is our uh, cornerstone. And we have three of them, okay? And what we want to kind of show you here a little bit is, is three areas that we really believe in as far as basketball goes. Um, first thing is competing. Um, as it says here in the highlighted, we will get 100% effort from each player in every workout throughout the entire season, which is the real secret to consistently developing a championship team, particularly on the girls' side. You have to really teach girls how to compete. Most girls will go out there, they'll do as you say, they'll cooperate and so forth. But to really be a championship level teams, your players better compete relentlessly to be able to win at the highest levels. Um, secondly is toughness. So we want our players, we call it TPW, tough players win. All right. Uh, we want our players, we want a DNA of relentless effort. But not only that, we want a DNA of mental tough players. So if things are going bad, we're able to handle that. So if a player makes a mistake, turns the ball over, she better get back. She better sprint back and be the first one to stop the ball or tip the ball from behind. So those things that we really emphasize every single day. Um, thirdly is Medita. Uh, it's being happy for someone else. So if a player gets her third foul in the first quarter, she doesn't walk off the court. She sprints off the court like everybody's supposed to do, sits down, um, cheers on her team. She'd be the first one off the bench cheering on her teammates. You don't sit at the end of the bench. You don't cry. You don't sulk. 
you're happy for your teammates, you cheer them on. And then what's your time again, you come back in. Uh, a lot of times you see a lot of players that go off to the end of the bench, they sit down, they're complaining, they're yelling at the refs, not talking to the coach. Um, that just doesn't happen in our program. But it's something that you better emphasize all the time in your program. Okay, what we're gonna go right now is we're gonna go talk about the championship vision, okay? And this is our areas that you should have within your program if you wanna be a competitive program. Now, I'm not talking about state championships, okay? All right, so not everybody's won a state championship and so forth, but these are things that you need to have in your program if you're gonna be successful. Um, this is what we define in our championship vision as the topic today explains. Um, we want to be a consistent winning program that endures over the test of time. And these are the key areas that we look for. Built to last. We are committed over the long run. Uh, we're teaching life skills. Rings don't mean you are a champion. We want to develop great people. Thirdly is preserve our core values. We want players who are committed to our vision. We believe that rowing the boat and the core values which lead to uh, success on the court and life. Demanding culture. We want to create a sense of belonging and identity to something special. And then good never is. We are never satisfied. We're constantly looking to get better. So those are the areas we focus on in building the entire program. Uh, what we're going to talk about here is an action plan. What are the, some things you have to have to build those, that championship vision? Um, number one, have a philosophy. And our philosophy is row the boat. Number two, make each year different. So each season we have a theme. I'm gonna show you some things in the next pictures, some of the things that we've done. Number three, team expectations. You better have some goals and expectations for your players, players, parents, and community. And number four, surround yourself with great people. So you better have some good coaches that really are loyal, that are trustworthy. If not, you're gonna struggle. Uh, number five, strength and conditioning program. If your players are not getting strong, um, you're gonna have a tough time to compete. So you get to the higher levels, usually the strongest, fastest teams, teams in the best shape will have a great chance of winning over a team that's not in good shape. Uh, number six, facilities. You better take a lot of pride and ownership in your facilities. You gotta have your locker room first class. You better have your office in shape. When, you, when people walk into your office, they see your vision, they see your what you believe in. So those are things that are really key as far as the top six. Um, number seven, off-season commitment. You better practice in the off-season. You better, you better get off the couch. You better have your players practicing. Now, a lot of them won't like it, but they know that the, what you do in the off-season will determine what you do in season. Um, so as the old saying goes is, um, you know, summer will indicate how winter does. Okay, all right. So you better, you better really work. You better have a plan. This is for coaches. Coaches, you better have a plan of attack. You better give your girls uh, organized workouts. You better help them out because most kids don't know how to work out. Yeah, that's your job is to get out there and show them how to be committed to getting better. And number eight is exposure, selling your program. So you need to sell your program, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, you got to brand your program and you got to constantly do it with the parents, the community. You got to get out. You got to really sell your program through camps, uh, through clinics. Um, I know what I do here is I run, uh, I run a Legends Clinic. 
and I've done it for five years. I have coaches from all over the country that come in and uh, we just run a great basketball clinic and um, our players actually demonstrate in it and it's something that we're going to carry over to Walnut Grove. Um, I have a, a website, Championship Vision. I also have my Twitter account that focuses now, of course, on my Walnut Grove team. Uh, we're trying to brand the program. We're trying to get our name of our program and who, what we are about. So we also do little things like little dribblers clinic and we bring all the elementary kids in. They do a little dribbling performance at halftime of the game, little things like that. And number nine is fundraising. Uh, you better have some fundraising activities because most schools, um, to pay for items, uh, you got to go out and, and raise money. So um, I have what I call my um, uh, court club. Um, so uh, this is the team that, this is a group of people who try to raise money for the program. We do a lot of different activities, shoot-a-thons. Uh, we do um, uh, fundraisers like um, raise, uh, we have a clothes that we sell uh, called fan cloth. We try to, we, we get money for as we sell it with our branded name on it and so forth. So um, if we want to go to a summer camp where we have funds that will pay for that. So fundraising is a very important part of the program. Um, make each year different. So as you can see here, um, on the left from my old school, we had a poster of our schedule, run and stun, row the boat, everything on it. We had the whole schedule on it. Uh, our players love it. It looks good. Uh, those things you got to do for the program. You got to market your program. And then on the right, you can see we have the uh, oar in front and uh, uh, we have our, that's what we do. We carry our oar to the game. So we come out, our first player in line goes out there, runs out, sprints out with the oar, um, and you know, a lot of people think it's kind of uh, unusual, but what happens is our, our players take pride in that, man. And you, you got you to sell, you sell your culture every single day. And, um, you know, we have, you know, a girl that did it, uh, brought the oar out every single time. Players loved it. We had a lot of fun with it. And then we went out there and kind of played really great basketball to kind of prove that, hey, this is not a gimmick. This is who we are. Uh, you can see the bottom shirt. Um, a couple of years ago, we had humility as our uh, theme. And humility is a great word. Think about others before yourself. And we had that, um, uh, shirts and so forth we wore around. So those things you gotta market, you gotta sell. So um, we really believe in that. Now here's the, the critical goals. Uh, I'm not gonna go over each one because I'm not gonna share with you. You have to look on the, the page here and so forth and kind of see what the goals are gonna be for the 2021-22 um, lady warriors. Okay. All right. So, um, first of all, uh, you got to set the goals. You got to have commitments and I'll give you an example of a commitment to me. You can have all the goals in the world, but if you don't have commitments, um, then it, how are you going to do it? It has to be a process. So for example, um, our goals have 22 wins. We want to compete for a region, um, uh, championship. Uh, uh, this, this upcoming season is going to be tough. We got some really good teams in the region, including Loganville and Greenbrier. It's going to be pretty tough, but uh, that's our goal. Um, one of the commitments is we will improve daily. We believe in the process more than the result. We want to get one percent better every day. We call that daily marginal gains. Details. So those are the things that little process, little um, commitment goal that we have, which I think are probably more important. Uh, we also have coaching staff goals. One of the coaching staff goals is coaches are servant leaders and responsible role models. Coaches are not buddies or friends with players. Our role is much larger than that. So 
Um, and you can kind of see as you're reading this that we, we have different types of goals for our coaches and our players. All right, expectations. We talked about this earlier. Um, you better have some expectations for your team. Uh, we call this the will. This is the Lady Warrior basketball player will. Um, I won't read all of them. I'll just give you a few of them here. Uh, I will take responsibility for my actions off the court. I will take ownership of my education. I will attend every practice. I will practice hard every day. So with, these are things that, and, and we go over these in practice every single day, not all of them, but if we're having issues, we go back to this will. Hey, this is our will. Did you sign this earlier? This is what we're committed to. All right. So these are the expectations you got to sell to your players every day. You can't just show up and then not, not go over these every single day. Um, parent coach communication. Uh, you better have some goals and expectations for your parents. If not, it could be some problems. Okay. Cause parents have different, they have different um, expectations other than what you have. So they're out for their kids. So we got to teach our, uh, our parents that, Hey, we're all in this together. Administration, parents, coaches, we're all in this together. So let's share in their responsibilities, not just, just as uh, me against them or whatever. So I really try to gain respect and gain, um, improve our relationships with parents. I really try to go out of my way to get them involved. I'll give them different duties to be part of our team. I want everybody part of our program. I don't want any, I don't want any outsiders. I want insiders. Um, so a couple of things that we do here is uh, a couple of expectations. I want my uh, parents to attend as many games as possible. Let's do everything possible to make the athletic experience positive for your child and others. View the game with team goals in mind. That's hard to do, but you better go over that. Every single game, I'm kind of sending out reminders uh, for the parents. So, so not only are you coaching your players, you're coaching your parents. All right, this is really important right here. Surround yourself with great people. So I have two, when, I, when I'm looking for a coach, I have two things that I look for, loyalty and trust. So trust is I would rather have people in my program that knew nothing about basketball uh, and are good people than someone who is a basketball savant, but I cannot trust. I don't care how much you know about basketball. Okay, all right. Um, I've been coaching a long time. Um, and so is my assistant coach that we have. Uh, we're, we're, hey, if you're great at basketball, that's great. But if, if you're great at basketball, but at the same time, you're tremendously loyal and trustworthy, we want you on our program. So it's not just about basketball. It's about building relationships. You can't have people, you know, cutting you down and so forth behind your back to parents and things like that. That's a quick way to ruin your program and get negativity in your program. So uh, you better make sure that people you have around you, you can trust and they're loyal. All right, let's talk about the system. All right, our Lady Warrior basketball system is called run and stun, okay? And um, we emphasize that because we love the run and we love the pressure on defensive end. So here are some of our goals. So let me first describe this for you. Uh, we're, it's about attacking, attacking, attacking. So we talk about that every single day. Um, we want to dominate our opponents through our pressure defense, creating high, uh, high percentage shots, get a lot of shots in the game, dominating the rebound game, getting extra shots. So we are all about pressure, 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 attack, attack, attack. Here are our team goals um, for our program. We want to get a total of 75 shots. We want 33 point shot attempts. We want 25 free throw attempts. And we want a plus 10 shot differential. 
We want to force 25 turnovers. We want to get 20 deflections. We're going to take two or more charges. On the rebounding side, we're up 43% of the offensive boards. So we're sending four to the boards. We want to be aggressive on offensive rebounding. And we want 65% defensive rebounding percentage. So we want to, we, we want to dominate the boards, okay? Um, but to get a lot of shots, we need to really crash the boards. The majority of shots are going to be missed. So we really focus on shot attempts. All right, Lady Warrior basketball running stun. Um, as you can see here in the video, um, we're, about, we're about attack, attack, attack. We want to get a transition shot within four to seven seconds. We call it sprinting the corners, race and space. We want to get our wings to the corner as fast as possible. We're going to get points off turnovers through our pressure defense. We call that zero transition time. So we get a turnover, we're pushing, trying to get a layup or a quick three. Um, we believe in the three-point mentality. We shoot a lot of threes, but we're also looking for the drive and the foul. And that's a different way to get a three-point shot. It's the old school way. Um, we send four to the boards. So we're looking for second chance points. Uh, we're all in, we're four crashing. So <clears throat> that is our offensive philosophy. And I'll kind of show you here in a second kind of what we run on the offensive end. All right. Stun defense. Um, we're about pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, now, as you can see here, we run multiple defenses. So uh, I just believe multiple defense is the way to go. Our ultimate goal is to take the best player out and the best ball handler out. If we can do that at the girls level, we can dominate teams. Now, that's not that easy. Now, if a team's loaded with five good players, that's got a lot harder. All right. So, but most teams have a leading score and a great ball handler. And if they're one of the same, then we really attack her and try to trap and try to get the ball out of her hands. Um, here's our, uh, what we call our know your nose defense. We have five rules, no middle. We call it HOB, ball ha a hand on ball pressure. Um, we're gonna really pressure the ball, keep the ball out of the middle. No paint touches, which means no red zone. That means the low layups. No rhythm three, so we can test all shots. We don't try to block shots, we can test shots. Uh, no fouls, so we're trying not to touch teams. So what we're trying to do is keep space, don't touch, no fouls, but play high hand pressure defense. No second chance shots, so we want to hit, spin, and get. So we're constantly blocking out, uh, particularly in the lane area. Uh, <clears throat> our main defense is our five defense. What we do with our five defense is our man-to-man, -man, we call swarm. Uh, that's our transition man-to-man. -man. So on any transition, we're picking up. Matter of fact, we pick up on missed shots full court. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to slow the ball. We're actually slowing the ball down, but we're actually speeding up the tempo. We're making the other team kind of really handle the ball full court. And um, we really focus on great, great ball pressure. And we stunt and recover on any type of help. Um, our, our best press is our hot 2 one press. And we feel like we can do a lot of things out of this press. We call cause teams fits in our 2-2-1 press. Our buzz, our half-court trap is our 2-1-2 half-court press. Um, and we also use other defenses, 23 matchup. Uh, we use that sometimes just to kind of uh, off our, maybe our 2-2-1 press. And then we also, uh, at certain situations, we run a 1-3-1, 31 defense. 
And then we also run uh, after timeouts, maybe a diamond one, two, one, one press. So these are the, these are our defensive system. Practice system. All right, practice. I think, I think the best teams practice the best. There's, there's absolutely no, absolutely no, no um, question about that. We have what I call my competitive practice system. Our, our, our practices are all competitive. Uh, if you lose something, uh, you pay a price. There's consequences for that. Uh, we keep track of wins. So we have a win chart uh, in our practices. All right. And we know who's winning, who's losing. And if you lose, um, we're going to, we're going to make sure that you're aware of that and that you better get better. So you better find ways to win. Uh, these are more our practice rules for you. Uh, be it practice early 20 minutes, uh, to do pre-practice -pre shooting drills. Um, if you're not there, um, dress at 10 minutes before practice, um, you're late and you'll run. Uh, stay 10 minutes after practice to do post-practice skill development. So we'll pick out certain players after practice, just 10 minutes. We don't believe that. We think practice time and, and time is important. So we always do, we always pick out players to do a 10 minute post-practice. Sprint to all drills. So we have a five second transition. So we count down for five. If you're not at the line or at, at my spot in five seconds, then you'll pay a price, you'll run. Uh, echo the command. So if I say baseline, everybody yells baseline. And we keep practicing that until it's loud. Um, no complaining rule and no excuses. Um, if we don't talk or work together or get maximum effort, we restart the drill. And that's pretty simple, okay? We, we want things done right. Uh, points of emphasis, defense and rebounding and shooting. Uh, our practice organization, we teach fundamental skills. We play hard, fast, quick pace, and we compete and win in every drill. Um, we have an effort chart in our practice, and we're looking for effort, enthusiasm, taking a charge, and coachability. So what we do is we have one of my managers or assistants mark down those particular things. We keep it on the board, and people know who's doing those things and who's not. And as I said before, we also have a win chart keeping track of who's winning and who's losing. Drill validation. So we validate all drills. Um, so what it means is if you win a drill, you have to make a free throw. Uh, if you miss that free throw, you got push-ups. The team that loses uh, has a consequence, has a running drill. Uh, but the team that wins has to make those free throws to uh, confirm the win, validate the win. Uh, we have player timeouts, so players are allowed five timeouts in a practice. We have 30s, we have one minute, and we give them the ownership of calling timeouts when they need to. So what that does, it just gives, gives ownership to the player. The players feel like they have, they have some say in what's going on. So if things are going bad, you kind of find out who the leaders are in your practice, because the leaders will step up. If you allow them to, the leaders will step up and help your team. Um, practice quarters. So I have Four, actually, I have five quarters in my practice. So what we do is we drill when we scrimmage because we do that because we want to see if what we just taught is working. So you can't just drill, drill, drill. You have to drill then scrimmage. Um, and we have reminders. So we give players reminders a lot in practice. Um, and we expect, we, we don't, we like to give players reminders before things happen rather than after. So if you have to give it after a lot, you're not teaching it. So, hey, hey, Susie, make sure that, hey, you look to really step in and block that girl out on the weak side. You tell her that beforehand. You constantly give reminders throughout practice. It's hard to do, but you're really great coaches. That's what they do. Um, I also have another thing called the three strikes rule. So 
Um, if you're competing in a drill and you, you get three strikes or three flaws, then you, you lose. So if we're emphasizing jump stops um, and pivoting, squaring up, and if you don't do it, strike one. Don't do it again, strike two, strike three, you're out. Okay, I mean, it's that simple. So you keep things moving in practice instead of constantly chirping as a coach. You can't be stopping every minute and, and yelling at your team. It has to be quick terminology. Um, we believe in the threat three strike rule is a major part of why we can keep practices moving. Um, Mike and layup drill. So if you miss a layup in practice, you go to the side and do Mike 10, Mike and layups. Now it's not the comp, it's not the, the that's that that's a hard drill. It's a reminder that hey, I don't I'm, I'm getting tired of doing these Mike and layups on the side in front of my teammates. So they'll focus on layups next time. All right. Here is the daily plan agenda. Um, our block one is our pregame. Um, this is our Kentucky drills, a full court layup drill. We do our Nike dynamic stretches. My assistant coach does a great job teaching that. Uh, we have our leadership academy where we talk about kind of our theme of the day. Block two is our first quarter. We do a rebounding drill. We always do a rebounding drill first uh, in that particular block because we think rebounding is the key to success. Uh, we have a one-on-one -on -one tournament. A lot of teams don't do that. Every day we have a one-on-one -on -one winner. And what that does, it teaches girls how to compete right away from the beginning. And you find out who your best players are quick who, and who's ready to show up. Um, and we do a defensive breakdown drill, uh, usually a one-on-one -on, -one on ball type drill. We do a free throw drill at the end of that block. Uh, the second quarter, we do a transition drill. Uh, usually it's our get back drill or three on two drill that we do, but this is a great way to kind of get players moving, get players running. Uh, we also do a lot of competitive shooting drills, uh, whether that's on the gun or whether that's just competitively um, in groups. And we're always competing. We divide our bigs and smalls up and we teach them um, those, that, that development. But to be honest with you, all our players do both bigs and smalls. So um, to me, that's really important. And that creates what we call our versatility of skill in our program. Free throw drills, we finish with a competitive free throw drill. Uh, block three, we have, it's our third quarter. We have a halftime talk. So we bring the kids in the locker room. We do a halftime talk. And uh, we talk about, hey, what's going on? Good and bad. So then we come out. It doesn't take very long, maybe about five minutes. And what that does, it teaches the kids how to, how to relax and how to refocus. It's like you're going to do it at halftime. Because so I think third quarters are the key to winning. I think you got to come out in that third quarter ready to go. And most coaches don't practice that. So we really believe that's a key essential to winning. Um, fast break drills. So we, we, we're a fast breaking team. Uh, we, we have fast break drills broken down. We spend more, most of our time on offense on fast. We, we spend more time on fast break than we do half court. Uh, even though I, I think half court offense is really important, um, our teams like love to run. And if you don't practice that, you ain't going to be good at it. Uh, then we do what we call a full court cutthroat scrimmage. Um, so we challenge them. Um, you know, it, it's just if you win, you stay on. If you lose, you're off. Okay, so that's something we do at full court. Free throw drill again. So if you want to be a great free throw shooting team, you better get, you better practice it. Okay. Um, fourth quarter, we do full court press. We're a full court pressing team and we have breakdown drills for um, usually our main press. We don't, we don't break down kind of our secondary presses that much. We just break down our main press, which is our TT1. Um, we have a drill for running, we call running groups. And that is, uh, it's a five on five on five drill or five on three, five on five drill. 
It's a great drill to kind of put our whole system together. Uh, free throw drill is the last part of block four. Block five is usually important. Uh, we talk, we work on our special team with us out of bounds plays, with us, it's a late, late quarter shot. Uh, this is what we work on to kind of win games at the end. So most teams, they talk about it a lot, but are you working on it? Now, we like to work on it at the end of practice because we usually have to do it at the end of games. Uh, and then we finish with a rebounding drill. So um, we start with a rebounding, we finish with a rebounding drill. All right, this is our effort chart. You can see we uh, grade positive and negative effort. So this is an example here. Positive effort is great effort, great enthusiasm, taking a charge and to be able to be coached. Uh, negative effort is poor effort, quiet, uh, no charge when you have an opportunity and no talking. We have our manager kind of marking those down as we go along. That takes a little bit extra effort, but at the end of practice, you can kind of see who has the most points. And if you have, I mean, if you're down in points, that's going to, that's going to decrease your opportunity um, objectively to play the game. So, you know, if parents are complaining and so forth about practice, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. Not, not only that we videotape all our practices, so we don't leave nothing to chance. So particularly in today's world, you better have data. If you don't have data, uh, just your word against a parent or whatever. So you better be prepared. Um, this is our effort chart. You can see it. We, you can put any chart together like that. It's not very complicated. Um, all right, here are some videos I want to show you uh, just of a few things. I won't try not to show you the whole, all of them, but uh, you kind of see a little bit about our program. All right, this is done, you know, obviously last year. This is our long and short drill. Um, and uh, it's just working on our fast break, outletting the ball, uh, pushing the ball up court. Um, it's really working on, you see in the middle lane there, we have our bigs taking it out. They got to kick it out. Then And the guard has to find the opposite wing sprinting. She has to get down there and rebound the ball before it hits the ground. You can see here, we're not very good at it. It's kind of done early in the year. Um, of course, I'm yelling at them right there. But um, but it's a great drill here to kind of practice. Um, and watch how the wing sprints around the cone. See, right now, they're not getting the ball out quicker. Now, later in the year, we, we learn to get the ball out a lot quicker. So... All right, so this is our long and short drill. All right, let's go back up. All right, um, I'll show you one more here. Uh, let me show you a little bit of game video here for you. All right, you can kind of see it. Uh, this is kind of our um, we're run and stun system. Kind of, this is probably the best video you can see. Uh, full court two two one. We're kind of matching up, and we're we're always getting our hands on the ball. Now, even though that looks like a bad shot, and she airballed it, it was actually I give my players a lot of freedom to take shots, um, and that frees them up and not worry about misses. We focus on attempts, and particularly at the girls' side, you got to get them where they're playing shooting with a lot of confidence. See how we're matching up, pretty good. We're going to force her, and we just cause teams all sorts of havoc and chaos. And most teams struggle against it. All 
right, this is our, our Buzz Q12. Um, see how our girls are flying around right there? Active hands, see that recovery right there? No good pressure, that good pressure right there, forced the turnover. Recovery, sprinting, basically a triple team in the post. Really good recovery, good on ball pressure. Almost had the steal right there. And I'm praising my girls for the effort. Again, our, our Q12, we have uh, one of our smaller girls in the middle. Um, very difficult. Her job is to stay in the middle between the ball and the basket. Uh, even though that was a foul right there, um, I was cheering her on for going after the ball, being aggressive, attacking. Um, now, this is not a 2-3 zone. This is, this is a extended, what I call wall press. We're trying to get, we're trying to, trying to get between the passer and the passing lane. All right. That was not great right there. It probably should have been more out in the passing lane. And we're constantly looking to push the ball up the court. All right. All right, let me go back to that. So that's a little bit about our system. That really kind of showed you kind of pretty much um, what we're all about, okay? Uh, I do want to show you a little, uh, we use the gun a lot in our practice. This is called, uh, I call it Spartan, uh, Michigan State. It's a great shooting drill. Uh, we actually do this as a pregame warm-up, not, not during the game, but actually uh, way, way before the game when we're getting some free shots in. Uh, gives us a chance to get a lot of good shots in. Uh, we really love the gun. If you have a Dr. Dish, it's the same thing. So as you can see here, we have four lines set up. All right. Ball comes out. We drive kick. That girl right there is reading that defender. And then that, that offensive player is, is looking at the pass. One more pass or shoot it. See? One more pass, corner three. And we love corner threes, and we take a lot of those in practice. And, and even though it's one of our post players, you know, she at the time she was just learning how to shoot. Um, and right there, she should have taken that first shot. So we want to, we don't want to overpass. So there's just a few videos, kind of see our program a little bit. Um, and you can see, you know, I mean, you know, we have one girl that already signed with uh, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga and so forth, um, which is really impressive. But um, most of our players, uh, they play multiple sports. They're just good athletes. Um, they're really coachable and uh, they really believe in kind of our culture and so forth that we establish here. Um, let's talk a little bit about traditions. I think you got to have some traditions in your program. Uh, I think tradition never graduates. So um, even though players might graduate, the tradition always stays there. Um, and one of the things that we do is what we call a little dribblers program. So they'll come out at halftime. I'll show you a little video on that. Um, you get all your K-5 little ones doing uh, ball handling drills in front of halftime of a game. It's really cool. Um, I believe in post-game thank yous. 
So I want my players going up to the stand. Last year you couldn't do it, but um, we want our players going up to the stands. Thank you, thank the fans, thank the parents for coming out, uh, waving to them, uh, whatever you have to do, give them a fist, whatever. Um, we might have something we give out to the kids in the stands. That's connecting to the people. And I think it's very important that you connect to the community in the program. We call it post-game thank yous. Um, we also have a little program called Whoop Ash. Uh, now, Whoop Ash is not <laughs> – what it is is it's, um, it's a preseason event. And um, this is uh, kind of our favorite event we do at the beginning of the year. We have kind of a, um, a bonfire. And each one of the kids the, um, uh, write their goals on a piece of wood. And then they bring it and they talk about their goal in front of the team and they throw it into the fire and it creates um, ashes. Then the seniors the next day come and pick it up and then they keep it in um, uh, whatever they keep it in. And then we keep that throughout the season. So all our team goals are kind of melted together all, all into one. It's kind of a cool little event that we do. Some of the things we do, we have what we call a mom's club where our moms take care of our girls. And um, you can also do it on the boys' side, too. So we keep, you know, for the locker room, for all the meals, hospitality, all that. Um, you better be prepared. When you travel, things like that, you better have a lot of parents helping out. <laughs> because if not, it, it'll, it'll overwhelm you. So I always have a lot of helpers. Um, we have what we call a father-daughter jersey night, uh, where the dads get up there and they talk about their kids. So I'm going to show you a little bit about that. Okay, so check this out. And we do this preseason, all right? And here's a, a good friend of mine, Pete, uh, Pete Ogletree, talking about KJ, one of my seniors. They get up in front of the team and they talk about what character trait do they want their daughter to emulate this year. It's an emotional event. We usually have a lot of crying going on, uh, but it's a great way to start the season on developing the right culture in the program. And here the um, dad gives the uniform, gives a little hug. And then it's just a great way to kind of get things started. I, I mean, the parents, the kids love it. I think the parents love it more than the kids. I think, I think the kids are a little bit embarrassed and so forth having their dad talk. Um, here's one right here where um, Anna Heinen, her sister came up and talked about, she had a written letter and talked about Hannah and what she's looking for from her sister. I think that's so cool. So um, just little things that we do um, within our program, this is a tradition, all right? And I think it's very important to have traditions in your program. All right. So, hey, I appreciate you joining me um, for this webcast, for this podcast. If you have any questions, contact me at fratadok57 at gmail.com. Join me on the Championship Vision podcast. This will be on the podcast as well. Uh, if you have any questions about building a Championship Vision culture, please contact me. Uh, my number is 478-461-4403. I would love to share any ideas and uh, concepts and so forth. And um, it's all about sharing the game. So, Coaches, thank you so much uh, for listening. I know there's a lot of other podcasts out there and uh, feel free to contact me. Check me out at Twitter at Kevin Furtado uh, or on my Facebook page. So thank you so much. I really appreciate um, listening and learning. Thank you.
Man, it's such a pleasure to be on Championship Vision Podcast, one of the premier podcasts for top high school coaches and rising coaches in the game of basketball. My name is Michael Williams, and I'm the founder of the Williams Advancement Agency. WAA is a full-service agency here to assist all coaches at every level to be successful in the position they are now and obtain the future coaching position they're looking for. Hey coaches, this is Nick Bartlett, marketing manager here at Dr. Dish Basketball, and we're thrilled to be a part of the 2020 Championship Vision Virtual Clinic. Coach Kevin Furtado has been a great friend of ours for a few years now, and we greatly appreciate his commitment to growing the game the right way and providing great resources to the basketball coaching community. At Dr. Dish, we're always here to help as well with our state-of-the-art equipment, drills, and content. If you're ready to upgrade to the best training machines in the world and join top programs like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, Louisville, and countless others, we'd love to have you as a part of the Dr. Dish family. Remember, we take trade-ins on all shooting machines, including competitors, for significant discounts. And just by registering for this clinic, you're eligible to receive an additional exclusive $300 off your next Dr. Dish purchase. For more information, visit our website at drdishbasketball.com, give us a call, or shoot me an email directly at nick at drdishbasketball.com and make sure to follow us on all social media channels at drdishbball. Hello, my name is Coach Charlie Miller, Head Master Trainer with the TAC Basketball Academy in Dallas, Texas. I'm here to promote the upcoming Championship Vision podcast clinic series brought to us by Coach Kevin Furtado from Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. Coach Furtado is a well-respected sought-after coach and found other coaches like him to share their best practices and secrets to success with players, parents, and teams. The clinic will provide two types of virtual clinics, lecture style via Zoomcast and on-court instructions with coaches and players. Again, my name is Coach Charlie Miller from Attack Basketball Academy, where we work with kids from third grade through high school in a positive and growth-oriented atmosphere that promotes a whole-body approach to well-being. Our programs are designed not only to improve your child's ability on the court, but also to teach him or her valuable skills that will serve them throughout their lives.